It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Hey, Swiggies! Welcome to another episode of Swift and Swigs. Sam and I are in our summer era. Are we Sam? Totally. Absolutely. Well, I am very much in a cruel summer. Oh my gosh. Right this song could not be more well timed. Okay. <laughs> Friends, I I have been Swiggies, I have been wanting to talk to Sam about this, but I said I would save it for the pod so you get to hear it here. Hmm. Sam has a broken frickin' foot. <laughs> that is exactly what the doctor said. Yeah, that's the <laughs> official diagnosis. <laughs> Your frickin' foot is broken. My frickin' foot is Sam, broken. Sam, what yeah. happened? Tell, tell me, tell the listeners. We're concerned. What happened? I, I broke my ankle and just camping with some friends. Uh, honestly, I wish there was a fun story. I wish that it was like dancing to Taylor Swift. Yeah, tell me you were doing like, I don't know, one of the dances. Um, <laughs> like, uh, were, were you dancing on a chair? Were you doing like... So a chair was involved. Um, okay. I, I kind of vigilante shit this scenario. Basically what happened is I fell backwards and my foot caught on a chair on the way down and oh trigger warning, this is a little bit graphic. My foot went sideways. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Yeah. And so it basically broke. Not basically, but it broke. In like three different places? Uh, one bone broke in three spots. But uh, so that's, and, and of course this happened at like the onset of summer yeah. when I have so many summer plans yeah. ahead of me to be active outdoors. I have... Obviously, the Eras tour ahead of me, yeah. where I just you know I want to be on my feet and dancing, and um, but I am in a boot. I have crutches. I have surgery scheduled, and wow. I'm not sure what it's going to look like after that. But they say about six weeks of boot life and crutches after surgery. So I will most likely be attending the Eras tour. In a boot and crutches. Oh, my God. And okay, I feel like this is going to totally change your um, like costume. It, change, it changes everything. It changes my outfit. Yeah. It changes how I'm going to experience the Eras Tour. Yeah. Um, it doesn't change... Honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't really change much. There's a couple logistical no. changes. Sure. But... I'll be damned if I miss the concert. That's I right. will not miss the concert. Yeah. And I'm still I'm just as excited as ever. Uh, I've been told that I could request accessible seating. I mean, um, you better try. Which could sometimes mean floor. But True. I'm, I'm also told, like, not the floor isn't necessarily great unless you're right. front and center. Um, so I got a couple of options ahead of me. But ultimately, I'm staying positive. And I'm not in too much pain because the cocktail I made for today's episode is very much numbing that pain. We will get into that shortly. But um, I'm staying positive. Okay. It, it's just a, a bit of a cruel summer because of that. Yeah. And yes, all, all, all that to say, uh, good timing on this week's episode, I suppose. Absolutely. Okay, I want you to know that I attended... ACL, Austin City Limits Music Festival, mm -hmm. um, with a boot, a broken oh. foot in a boot, oh. and 21 weeks pregnant. So, Okay, so if you can do that, <laughs> I can do anything. Bravo now, to you. That's amazing. I have positive 
hope for you. Thanks. Thank you very much. Also, it's super cruel. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, And my concert is uh, just about four weeks away. So, you know, I might be able to heal a little bit in four weeks. That's 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 mainly the thing that's mainly on my mind is how is this going to affect my heiress tour experience? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, ask my coworkers, ask my boss how they feel about it, and it's a whole different scenario. But of course, my top priority is getting to Taylor Swift. Yes. So let's see. Where did she? She just got off of Detroit in the heiress tour. She's finally going down to two night shows instead of three nights. And that's how it's going to be, I think, for quite a while. So we've got Detroit is done. I think Pittsburgh is next. Then what's next after that? I think it's Minneapolis, right? Isn't that you? What? Okay, so we're less than two weeks out. When this episode comes out, we're one week out. One week Oh, right. Rachel, how are you feeling about everything? I'm so excited. I just, I cannot. I just cannot. And... You can't even. It's wild because we are moving, like, two days after the Eras tour. So I am feeling, like... (laughs) You have a lot of emotions. We just had a big, giant party this weekend, saying goodbye Mm -hmm. to a ton of people. We're having all these sort of transitional parties and gatherings and goodbyes, and everyone's like, oh, I'm so sad, which is... Okay, I said that really weirdly. Okay. Yeah, do they, do they mean it? Was that genuine? I mean, no. They're sad. I'm sad. Except that I've got this, like, heiress tour. And yeah. so, like, people are like, oh, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm really sad. Because, <laughs> and I am. I'm going to deal with all of these emotions later. But all I can think about is that, yeah. like, the most exciting night of my life is coming up soon. So. Oh, gosh. It's, it, I, I know. It's going to be really tricky podcasting with you. After you've gone to the Irish tour and I haven't I yet. I know. It's going to, there's going to be a little bit of tension, I feel, on I on air. But yeah. Sam, I'm excited to get into our song. But first, let's get into the segment that we always forget, which is, I'm doing good <laughs> and I'm on some new shit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any new shit that you're listening to? I do. Um, hey. So, we're... You know, we'll get into our, our song of the week here in a little bit, but my new shit is in conjunction with our song of the week, um, and that is my summer playlist. Fun! Uh, I can't wait to get now, my hands on it. This this year is interesting. I actually have two summer playlists. Both of them I'm collaborating with another friend. So I have one summer playlist that I do every summer with my friend Danny, and that that playlist is we have a we always um go back and forth every summer uh one of us starts and like owns the playlist and creates the title for it um this year it's danny's turn and he calls the playlist summer in your buns 23 (laughs) (laughs) and it's fun that the playlist i have with danny has um some pop a lot of like indie pop tracks inspired by me um, a lot of like rap and hip hop um, added by Danny, and then there's some like a little bit of bluegrass, and then there's also some like very down tempo mellow songs, which you do not necessarily think about for a summer, but there it's a really great vibe if you can picture like a summer afternoon when you're just like relaxing on your porch and either reading a good book. Or just taking in the sounds of nature. There's there's some songs that sort of fit that vibe. Okay, so that's the playlist with Danny. The other playlist is, I think, going to be a bit more exciting for all of our listeners. And that's the playlist with my friend Allie. Allie, I've mentioned on the pod before, Allie is going to the Eras Tour with me. Allie is also going to see Beyonce with me. So we have a collaborative playlist for summer this year. That's called... Tay Bay all day. Tay Bay all day. Taylor Beyonce all day. You get it. Love and that it. one's that one's fun. Allie's influence is like a lot of like trance jam band songs. And I've got I got some Taylor on there. I've got a whole bunch of stuff. Um 
So we'll put a link to both of these playlists in the show notes. They're on Spotify. So that's what I'm listening to. That's my new shit. Um, Rachel, are you doing good and on some new shit? I am on some sort of new shit. And this is like I just found out, discovered today. So um, last night, yeah, I think it was last night, Joni Mitchell played a concert with Brandy Carlisle mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people. Lucius. And Lucius. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, amazing. Okay, my new shit should be Joni Mitchell, but maybe I'll maybe I'll get into that later. That's yeah. not my new shit. There is a guitarist that she played with as well. Her name is Celise. And I am now obsessed with her. Okay, so hmm. she has... Do you know who I'm talking about? No, no idea. All right. So she um, has only been playing the electric guitar for nine years. So as I've discovered, and this is all... Like, I l- learned all this this morning. She... Um, and there was a really great CBS Morning interview, I think, just recently. And so I'll, I'll link to that. But it talked about who she's played with. So she was like on stage with Lizzo at SNL... So, um, she's toured with Mumford and Sons. She's toured with Lucius. She's going to tour with Lucius. Um, fun. It, it looks Good for like, her. Uh, she's so much fun. Great stage energy. Incredible rock and roll. Like, it's just, I don't know how many black women are rock and roll artists mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. So it's so incredible. Her voice is stunning. Anyway, she doesn't really have anything of her own. She has one song on um, Spotify, but otherwise you got to just find her in these other spaces. So... Awesome. Looking forward to checking it out. That's my new shit. I'm just going to explore where she goes. Salise. I love it. Salise. Rachel, let's get into it. Tell us what song are we doing today? We are doing Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer! Swift of the week. Swift of the summer. Swift of the season. Swift of my gosh dang life. Rachel, this is my favorite Taylor Swift song. Your top one? Yes, it is my top one. I have a top three that kind of go back and forth, but I like and prefer to consider Cruel Summer my number one of all time. And we're finally discussing it. How exciting. Okay, because it's your favorite, I feel like I kind of stole it by choosing it. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. I, I'm excited no matter what. Okay. So I'm going to let you lead with the spirit of the week. But first, can we start swigging? Let's see. Let's find out what we are swigging. Yes. Um, how about I lead with that? Go for okay. it. Rachel. Sam. This <laughs> is my cocktail. The cocktail <sighs> is a beautiful blue. And there is a pink cocktail umbrella in there. And does this not look summery or what? It really does. Now, I need to take a sip of this. Okay. And keep away any flammable devices because this baby is strong. Oh. This, Rachel, is the Cruel Blue Long Island iced tea. Oh. So I essentially made a Long Island iced tea. But I made it blue, and there are five different liquors going into this. 
And this is exciting. So the first four ingredients are all clear, high-proof spirits. The number one I want to bring up is white rum. And I'm just going to plug really quickly the Snitching Lady Distillery where I work. We are finally releasing our first ever rum. We've been a whiskey and brandy cock, or we've been a whiskey and brandy distillery for six years now. We're finally making rum out of molasses and cane sugar. And so this is the first cocktail I'm, I'm making with that. I move on, though, because we've also got tequila, vodka, and gin. There's also, you know, a Long Island iced tea sometimes will call for orange liqueur. Now, I wanted to use blue curacao because, of sure. course, blue is a great part of this song. There's also butterfly pea syrup in here. And we've talked about this. We've made plenty of cocktails with butterfly pea flour before. Um, so that's going to give it like an earthy sweetness to it and adds more rich blue complexity to it. Um, then there's lemon juice. And so I added a sparkling water. This particular flavor is peach pear. So the idea is that I'm going with some summer flavors here, a summer flair. Um, but the main thing is, I didn't even mention this yet. A Long Island is totally cruel because it is so strong. It's really going to mess you up. And I'm about to drink this. And I actually made a little bit extra. So forgive me if I get a little cruel throughout this episode. Can't wait. This is going to be a great conversation. I'm itching to pull my cocktail into the screen. All right. Your turn. Oh, my gosh. That is quite delicious. Oh, <laughs> so, good job. I'm That's beautiful. Up. Wait, um, you also have an umbrella? <laughs> yes. 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 Okay, I am bringing to you, it's blue. Um, It's called, it's blue? It's blue. It's the the title it. is, it's blue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here the, for it. What I'm, what I'm bringing to you is kind of a... It's like a pina colada situation, but it's a blue pina colada. I wanted a summery drink. Now, it's blue because I used blue curacao, okay? Yes. Yep. It's cool because I it's a frozen drink, so I yeah. blended it with ice, okay? Right. It's we've got we've got um, cream of coconut, we've got pineapple juice, mm-hmm. um, rum, Mm-hmm. I wish I had some snitching lady rum, so I'm just going to have to remember to grab that when I'm in Colorado. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so, but let's pretend. Rum, cream of coconut, pineapple juice, blue carousel. Yes. Okay? Yum. So, it's, and then you, and then you blend it with ice, okay? It's cool. I told you that. It's mm-hmm. new. Here's the new part. I really wanted to bring something new and interesting to a pina colada. And I was like, ooh, watermelon. But the problem ooh. is... When you throw watermelon into the blue cocktail, it turns it purple. And then it was mm -hmm. not blue anymore. I wanted this, like, really electric blue, like, ridiculous summer. So what I did was the new part is the blue – the watermelon is the cocktail garnish. Oh, nice. It's just there's nothing more summery than watermelon. So you garnish with watermelon. You throw on your, like, your little silly – Yeah. Uh, umbrella cocktail umbrellas you know what yep get some cocktail umbrellas and bring them home there is nothing more delightful than popping one of those in a cocktail and it's absolutely so rachel well, at my job we i try to make our cocktail experiences um on the classier side but now that we have rum on the menu and we're making rum cocktails I couldn't resist. I ordered 500 cocktail umbrellas in preparation. We're going to put some freaking cocktail umbrellas in there. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think people, no, people really are going to eat that shit up. They're going to yeah. love it. Now, it's so fun. It should be known it's not edible. So don't actually eat oh, it. Oh, right. Okay. Uh-huh. Don't eat but, it. But my gosh, uh, is. So. Well, cheers to our cool uh, summer cocktails, Rach. Cheers. And, and boy, are they electric blue. That is indeed oh, what's going on I here. I cannot wait. Okay, so those are our cocktails. So fun. Uh, It's time to dig into Cruel Summer. Yes. Sam, this is your favorite song. Mm -hmm. Give us the spirit of this song and why it's your favorite. 
Well, the spirit is one thing. Why it's my favorite is another thing. Um, okay. Let's start with why it's my favorite. Um, it's a it's a bop, and it is a it is a summery bop. And my favorite time of year is summer. My favorite Taylor Swift songs are bops. And what what do I mean by that? It is upbeat. It makes you, you cannot sit down. You cannot be lying down when this song plays. You must get on your feet, or in my case, your foot, and <laughs> really vibe to it. I love the pace of this song. I love the chords. I love the build. I love the beat. That all comes first for me. That's the main reason I love the song is that the sound of it. But the freaking lyrics are so good, too. <laughs> and we're going to get into that, of course. Now, the spirit of this song is... It's about Taylor singing... Here we are again with her singing about another dangerous love. Or you could even say the word forbidden love. Or like a secretive love. We've been discussing this in recent episodes that she has a tendency to sing about a love that she knows isn't really good for her. And this is sort of like that. That's kind of the spirit that I take away from this. Now, I'm definitely going to ask you your opinion on the yeah. spirit as well, because I think there are some theories about this song. Um, I have a personal theory that this song might be about Taylor potentially cheating on somebody with okay. somebody else. Um but ultimately, the spirit, I think, is that she's, like, kind of falling in love with somebody. And she goes back and forth with, like, the good of that and the really bad part of that. It's sort of like you have a – she has a devil on one shoulder and an angel on one shoulder. And she literally sort of sings like about that, too. Um, that's that, – those, those are the – the, the spirits that I'm, that I'm getting, it's like it's like she can't decide whether she loves it or she hates it. But no matter what, she is like deep in love in this t time period, which of course is summer. Therefore, to her, this summer is cruel because it is agonizing, it is enticing, it's dangerous, it's like ripping her apart in all the good and all the bad ways. That was a lot. That's cruel. But it's That's a lot. It's a it's cruel, right? It's cruel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I immediately um, connect this to the summer of 2016 for Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Um. So uh -huh. if you're asking me what my theory is, if I'm gonna land on one, I'm 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 giving this a time zone. I'm I'm giving it a time frame, and I think it's summer 2016 because Taylor loves a double meaning, and there is so many connections to the title Cruel Summer and the 2016. Um, right. So we've Which mentioned we've... it before. Mm -hmm. 2016 was the year that Taylor ended up with all of that drama with Kanye and Kim Kardashian. So yeah. you could definitely tie it into that summer. That was kind of the summer. It was also the summer that she has a lot of interesting relationship drama that was happening. Totally. This is, the, <laughs> this is the summer that she met Joe. This is the summer that she was like, uh, maybe, maybe not with Tom Hiddleston. Right. So there was a lot going on for Taylor, and then she ghosted. Okay? So yeah. um, it's obvious that that was a really rough, that was a legit cruel summer. Yeah. Sam. Let's. I know we're itching to get into the lyrics because that's really where the meat of this song is. But also, you mentioned nothing makes this song better than the bopping tune, beat, rhythm, fun of this song. Like the musical mixology yes. of this yes. song is what makes it totally incredible. Absolutely incredible. So this this might be the most exciting part of the episode for me. Um, Yes, that's that's what makes the song it for me. It is the it it is the song for me because of the production behind it and the sound the sound quality of it all. Yeah, um, musical mixology. I mean, this is where we get into like what sounds are we hearing? What do we like about all that? I I have a lot of notes on this, but um, you know, it's just it's just 
it's a fun beat. The drums, there's like the, those drums that are constantly beating throughout the entire song, except for one brief moment mm-hmm. at oh, the end yeah. of the bridge when all the music cuts out and she screams. But the rest of the song, that beat is driving the entire freaking time. Good job, Jack and Taylor, because the production of the song is just absolutely what makes it. So I mean, they're a great team. Um, some other things I love about the sounds of the song, there is a sound build in this first verse. So the song starts off with that beat and that yeah, and then she comes in with her lyrics. Behind that, halfway through the first verse, there's the sound that kicks in and it's a, it's a swirling sound and it's just like a and it explodes at the chorus and uh, it's so fun. Okay, so another part, I love this song so much. She sings the first chorus and at the end of that, she goes, with you, and then it's like quick beats and then boom, she zips right into the second verse. It's almost like there's no time in between that first chorus and the second verse. I just, for some reason, love how quickly she just gets right back into it. A lot of times in songs, you're going to get the chorus and there's going to be like an instrumental break and then the second verse hits. This one, she just like gets right back into it. And that is what did it for me. That's when I was like, oh, I just can't stop jamming to this. It's so interesting because I... I think the entire song is like that. Like it is. I mean, it doesn't stop. Yeah, you don't get breaks. Yeah, that's why the energy of this song is so powerful. Energy, because, yes. Because it's just, it's like you keep going and on and on and on, and so you cannot help but get swept away. Yeah, yeah. Let's start talking about the lyrics. Okay, lyrically. This song really surprised me. When this song first came out and I was loving it and jamming to it, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics so much of the song and what it was about. And what's so unique about the song is breaking down the lyrics. As I mentioned earlier, I get the impression that with the lyrics that she's using, that with the words that she's singing, I feel like she's going back and forth a lot. Like She's sort of like contradicting herself. Thus, analyzing the lyrics of the song can be a little confusing for me. Trying to understand like exactly what it is she's trying to convey with certain words and with certain expressions. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts and your theories. Um, should we just start with verse one and get into it? Let's start it. Yeah. So the song kicks us off right away with like, a really interesting turn of phrase, which I think is like what you're getting at this like contrasting fever dream high in the quiet of the night. And I actually had to like Google fever dream, fever dream, because I thought I knew what it meant, but it's essentially like the, a nightmare that you have when you have a fever. So like you have those like really weird, Mm -hmm. like, scary experiences but then you Mm -hmm. pair that with fever dream high because a high is like something that you're kind of hooked on yeah i want to i want to give credit to genius um genius of course being the like song breakdown lyrical analysis website and genius puts it like this fever dream implies negative connotations High implies positive connotations. And those are the first three words of this song. Fever dream, high. And they're both kind of opposite things. For Taylor, she's saying, I'm having this fever dream, which is like sick and and cruel, if you will. But it's high. Like, it's also like a good thing. Like, she knows that this this thing that she's about to get into with the song isn't good but it's also on a high so it's immediately giving you contradictions but like you know this whole idea of like back and forth good or bad devil angel sort of feel to it you know i mean the title alone cruel summer 
is actually yeah. a contradiction yeah. of itself because most of the mm-hmm. time you think of summer as like delightful and Pleasant, joyful delightful and freedom mm-hmm. and not not cruel so mm-hmm. yeah we're getting contrast so we're gonna break it down um mm-hmm. now we've got the bad bad boy shiny toy with a with price a i like the i like the with a price i mean shiny toy bad bad boy shiny toy she's talking about how like you know this guy is like shiny and, and alluring which is like what she's trying to go towards yeah. but there's a price yeah. there's a consequence involved again we're getting that contradiction right but you know that i bought it but i bought it when she was saying toy i was thinking of the kens I was thinking of from Hits Different, oh. all these Ken dolls that she buys and discards. She's like, it's a shiny toy with a price it's going to cost me, but you know that I bought it because I always do. Flashback to last week's episode of Hits Different when we when we break down the lyric. I didn't make that connection. That is, that is a great connection. Shiny toy with a price, and here she is, but you know oh, that, that I bought, I bought it. it. I thought of this as an on-again, off-again relationship. And so it's possible she was going back and forth between mm-hmm. the bad, bad boy and the shiny toy. Maybe. 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 Oh, interesting. So when she's saying bad, bad boy, that's one person. Maybe. And then shiny toy is a different person. Could be. Okay, so now we're getting to the pre-chorus. Killing me slow, out the window... I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below, which just gives me like Romeo and Juliet vibes, which she's sung about in Love Story. Yes. And in the music video, she's there on the balcony in summer air. And I want to see if we can analyze her choice to use the word always or always waiting. I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. Mm. Like, is that is there some deeper meaning behind that? Always waiting? Like, I think maybe if it is about Joe, she's described as Joe as finally being the one. And so maybe she's saying, like, up to that point, I'm always waiting for this king of my heart. Kind of, it's sort of like king of my heart, you know? I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. And maybe... That's what she's struggling with in the song is that like she's always had to wait around for that guy to tell her how she feels and now she's thinking she wants to tell the guy how she feels but she doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, she doesn't know how to do it or she doesn't think that she's allowed to do it maybe. She should do it, right? Yeah, yeah. But that, that like yeah, there's a little there's a little twists of these lyrics here that aren't so straightforward and clear, which is what's fun about the fact that this is such a bop and like it's a radio type of hit. It would fly over the majority of people's heads. Like they wouldn't really necessarily analyze it the way that you and I are doing right now. But when you take the time to really look at these lyrics, listen to these lyrics and try to analyze it, there's a lot of intricacies that just make me wonder and I'm going to continue to wonder and I hope to continue to wonder. I never want to fully understand this song because it's my favorite song. I just want to always listen to it and think of it in a different way every single time. I love that. Honestly, that's, you just nailed why I love Taylor Swift and the music in Mm. the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's why we do this podcast. Yeah. Because if we were just, if we were just like, oh my God, Cruel Summer is such a good song. (laughs) Like, what do you love about it? Oh, it's just like so fun to sing in the car. Mm -hmm. Okay, the end. (laughs) Like, that's what we could talk about. But we don't want to do that. And we don't have to do that because we've taken songs as like simple as 22 that people are probably like, that's just about being 22 and going out. No, we got into That was a two-hour recording session that I had to edit down into less than an hour just so all you Swiggies are aware. We get into it. And it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, here's our trailer right here. Like, (laughs) the reason we love to break down these songs is because we're going to hear something different every single time. And that's what makes music timeless. Oh, Time is, is a track on Speak Now Taylor's version Vault. Have you seen this? Ah, <laughs> I can't okay. wait. Oh, okay. gosh. Okay. Okay. we got to get into an iconic, iconic part of the lyrics. Fantastic. Probably a fan favorite 
line. And I think Taylor's one of favorite lines, too, because she uses this in promos. Um, yes. Here we are. Devils roll the dice and angels roll their eyes. Amazing. All right. So I've been talking a lot, I feel, about the lyrics. Tell me, Rachel, yeah. how do you interpret Definitely. that lyric right there? You said it before. She's got a devil and an angel on either side of her shoulder. Mm-hmm. She, this is, she, she goes through this a lot. She's constantly, like, having, like, back and forth. So we've got the devil telling, who's, like, luring her into a relationship, like, Give it a try. Roll the dice. You got it. Yeah. Like I picture this guy like at a casino like, come on in. The money's hot. All right. <laughs> That's the devil. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the angels on the other side that are like, oh, my God. Here she goes again. And it's so funny because in the cliche story of devil on one shoulder, angel on one shoulder, the devil is the one saying, do it, do it. And the angel usually says, don't do it, don't do it. But this time, like really sweetly, the angels in Taylor's song "Cruel Summer" aren't saying no. They no. are just rolling their eyes because they've given up. They've given up at this point because they know <laughs> what she's gonna do, Forget and I, you. I love that. It is I know, remarkable, Rachel. I really wanted to make a cocktail off of that, but like I couldn't come up with the the thing. So I would love to hear you guys if you had Swiggies, if you had any sort of like cocktail ideas with devils roll the dice and angels roll their eyes please share that i i would love to hear some creativity with that it's a really fun lyric okay so we've 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 got that line what doesn't kill me makes me want yeah this is another time i'm confused i think this is here to connect later on this is like a great line to connect later on when we bring it back in yes but like She's she's basically this is like the devil saying like, hey, if it doesn't kill you, it's just gonna make you want it more. Like you're mm-hmm. only gonna it's you're only gonna walk away from this relationship if you're dead if it's dead if it's dead to you, like mm. okay you're gonna want that forever unless it really kills you. Interesting. Okay, so we got through first one. Yes. Now we're getting into the chorus. Mm-hmm. See, I'm so excited to start singing. And it's new, the shape of your body, it's blue. This drink in my hands, and it's blue. <laughs> oh, oh. It's making me kind of tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so actually all of these like lines, like it's new, the shape of your body, it's blue, the feeling I've got. I immediately thought of Invisible String, like the way that she... Oh, green was the color of the grass. New was the shape of your body. That new was the shape of no. your body. Right. Blue was the feeling of a. <laughs> yeah. But no, this that that's a really fun lyrical way of describing these things that she's trying to she's trying to describe this love that she's getting into right now. And yeah. she's, getting a little, she's getting a little sexy with the shape of your body. Well, that's new to me. Um, but then she goes on to say, it's blue, this feeling that I got. Yeah. And that's, I think, again, her going back and forth, maybe, is like, she's into it, the shape of your body, but I'm kind of blue about it because she doesn't want it. Or is it blue because it's Joe Alwyn and... He's like a famous blue person to her. I don't know. <laughs> famous blue person, like uh, or a notorious, like a notorious blue aura person to her. A Smurf. He's a Smurf. <laughs> no, okay. The feeling she's got with this guy, which I, this is this is another reason why. Yeah, I think this is about Joe, or at least one of the guys in the song, because maybe she's singing about a bunch of guys. Yeah. I mean, I love that, ooh, whoa, okay, because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you can hear the attraction that she has for this guy. Yeah. But then she immediately falls up with it. It's a cruel summer. Like, it's cruel. It, I think we use cruel a lot for, like, that's so vicious, but it's, like, cruel, like, oh, I want that so much and I can't have it. I think that's a common way of using the word cruel, so it, it, I think it's just such a great use of the word. Okay, so the c- chorus continues, <laughs> and I love this part. It's cool. That's what I tell him. Yeah. 
she's like very unsure if this is a good idea if if this is like supposed to be the right thing like people are like no that's not what i get okay i get that she's trying to play it cool like is it cool that i said all that okay Oh, yeah. Is it okay. chill that you're in my head? Is it chill that I'm absolutely obsessed with you? Mm. But I'm telling you I'm cool. I'm telling you it's fine. Now, does she say that's what I tell him or them? Mm. It's them. I think it's them, right? right? It's M. <laughs> it's <Tell laughs> it's, it's, co- it's apostrophe so it sounds E-M. like him, but mm-hmm. as I'm looking at the lyrics, it's M. Apostrophe yeah. E-M. Yeah, which I think is like her friends or the public, perhaps. The media. The media and her having to convey this sense of uh, confidence and poise and maturity. Like, it's cool. That's what I tell them. Like, this relationship or, you know, whatever she's going through. It's all cool. But that implies, when she says, that's what I tell them. That implies that's not how she's feeling. That's not how she feels. Mm -hmm. Okay, what does the part no rules in Breakable Heaven? Okay, basically, I've related Breakable Heaven to the idea of heartbreak. Because heaven is your heart and love, but Breakable is the breaking of that, of course. So Breakable Heaven is the idea of going into a relationship. Because every relationship is fragile. You know you could very well get your heart broken. But it's also heaven because you love this person and it's so fun and it's so free. That's breakable heaven, right? Even though, because it's like it's just a fragile thing that could eventually shatter and break and I guess. But no rules in breakable heaven is fun. I guess it's like that feeling of when you're falling for somebody you you like especially she's saying in the song like it might not be what's best it might not be a good idea it's breakable heaven in that this is a very potential heartbreak situation but you almost just like say fuck it when you're falling in love with somebody there's no rules yeah. no rules i, I think i don't care that's sort of how yes. i'm no, in- I think interpreting that's great. that okay so chorus ends and then we barely miss a beat and then zoom we right into the second verse here yep. we are all right, so first verse, I'm getting yeah. the idea that she is dabbling with this love and right. this romance. Second okay. verse, I'm sensing breakup, kind of. Interesting. Interesting, right? Because she starts off with, hang your head low in the glow of the vending machine. And I don't think there's any significance to the vending machine. I just think that that is a very... Like, it's, it's a creative way to give imagery to the situation. But he's hanging his head low in this glow because I think something bad has happened. Like, they're not hitting it off or they can't agree to move forward with this relationship. Um, okay, it's wild. You have such a different perspective than I do. Do I? Okay, what's your perspective? Well, first of all, I'm not... I'm one of many people who thought it was, I'm not buying. Okay. Oh, Do you not know okay. that? This is like. Like you're not buying from the vending machine? Or you're not buying the shiny toy with a price? Yes. Okay. So. I love that theory, I, but that's not the lyric. It's not the lyric, but it makes so much sense if you hear it this mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Hang your head low in the glow of the machine. I'm not buying. I thought this was buying, like, as if she's standing in front, staring at the allure of snack food. Hmm. But she's trying to resist. And (laughs) hang your head low in the glow of the vending machine. Yeah. That's so wild. I seriously (laughs) thought that was it. Like, that makes so much sense. But I'm not dying. Technically ties back to what doesn't kill me because she's like she, she's not dead yet so she's just gonna keep she's gonna keep him she's gonna she's like mm-hmm. i'm not dying i'm standing here in the glow of the vending machine i'm not dying like i'm checking in i'm st- it's yeah. still working for me that's why i don't hear well, breakup but, because i think she's like it hasn't killed me yet i don't think it's working for him it's not it is working for her she's not dying but he's hanging his head low that's a very like sad thing to do See, I think, hang your head low, I think all along, 
she would have been fine bringing this relationship into public eye. Okay. We're putting our we're putting our umbrellas behind our ears now. It's the time where we've had enough cocktail that we are moving our cocktail umbrellas to behind our ears at this point. It's very cute. <laughs> okay. Yeah, very cute. I think Joe did not want this relationship to go public. Yeah. He I get wanted that. it to stay private. Mm-hmm. And yes. so he is hanging his head low. He's trying to hide it. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we say that we'll just screw it up in these trying times. We're not trying. Another um, reason why I think this is breakup. No, I think this is. They know if if like if we try, we're just gonna screw it up. Mm. But but. We're not trying, so it doesn't, we can't screw it up. We're just like, this is casual. Oh, I love that. I love that. I never thought of that. So, now we get into, so, cut the headlights, which mm. is a, a great reference back to my favorite song of all time style okay i was gonna ask you rachel what is your favorite song of all time would you choose style i i I think that has to be that i i i I never not love that song i'm never not crying at that song no just kidding i'm never not loving that song okay Okay. (laughs) so cut the headlights is such a good reference back to style which Mm -hmm. like and that relationship is a secret like that there's there's that like okay fine we'll cut the headlights we won't let you know about it we're gonna do this in secret Okay, but I'm gonna need some help with this next part. So, give give me your best. Summer's a knife. I'm always waiting for you just to cut to the bone. Yeah. Okay. I think what it is is she's reflecting on this being a cruel summer. Summer. This summer is a knife. It's like a dangerous weapon, and she's now like anticipating. I'm still getting breakup vibes. She's anticipating. That he's going to ruin it, you know? She's just waiting for him to cut to the bone. I think it's internal, an internal struggle for Taylor to, like, go for this man, to not go for this man. I think he's the same way. Do I go for this high-profile celebrity? Do I not want that? Um, they can't decide if this is, like, good, is it bad? This whole summer is a freaking knife. And, like... And 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 when she ends this verse with, "If I bleed, you'll be the last to know." She's she's yeah. done with it. She's gone. She yeah. he's gone. Like she's distanced him, herself from him, and that's her saying, "Like I'm over you. You're never gonna know if I even bleed." See. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the most condescending word you could have ever said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be condescending. I really do think I'm seeing it differently. So if I believe it'll be the less to know, I have two different thoughts. One, I still think she's hiding from him how much she cares about him. Or, or now I'm thinking about the media. Mm-hmm. You say we'll just screw it up so we're not trying. If I bleed, you, media, will be the last to know. Like, we're keeping this yeah. so secret. Yes. I think it could be either. Yeah. I think I think this hints that, like, somebody's keeping a secret. Whether or not they're, two of them are keeping a secret to themselves, whether she's keeping a secret from this other guy that she's dating, whether she's keeping it a secret from the media. Like, somebody's, there's a secret. Yes. And it's cruel, and it's killing her softly inside. Killing her slow. Slowly. Yeah. Slowly. Now, I like your theory, actually. That makes a lot of sense. I like the theory that she's talking to to Joe or this this person, right? That yeah. if I bleed, you'll be the last to know because she's, like, not ready to admit how, how much she, she cares. Okay, but I also like the theory that it's about the media, too. Like, I think I it could be either. Because it's a secret. It a great song. That's great. Okay, so we're getting to our favorite part, I think. We got, we got that. We get another chorus. We get through that, and then we immediately dive into the bridge. Now, seriously, I mean, how many times have we said this? But this is a banging bridge. Like, there's there, if if this is probably if you're gonna create a top five of banging bridges. Now, we've yet to fully define what it means to be a banging bridge. 
Because um, there are some bridges that are like maybe sound wise subdued, but lyrically astounding. Amazing. And I like, I think we throw around the term banging bridge a lot because sure. that just for it's us like means we love the yeah. bridge. It's essentially what it. this means. But this is a pure definition of a banging bridge because it's banging. Yes. And it's a bridge. It's banging and it's bopping. And that wasn't singing and screaming. Like, wasn't very deep, but yeah, this is a perfect bridge to scream and sing along to, whether you're at the Ares tour or in your car. So, like one of my, there's like a great TikTok where the guy is like, "Why is my voice so hoarse?" And then it like cuts to him in his car, <laughs> just screaming this bridge. <laughs> yes, like, I can relate. Should we just do it together? Okay, here we go. Ready? Let's do it. Five. Wait, no. Five. Wait, what's the... Okay. Five, six, five, six, seven, eight. I'm, I'm drunk in the back, back of the car, car and I cried like a baby, baby coming home from the bar. Well, oh, so I, I found, but it wasn't, wasn't true. true. I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you and I stuck in through the garden gate. Every night that summer just to steal my fate. Whoa, so I scream for whatever it's worth. Whatever it's worth. I love you, ain't that the worst thing you ever heard? He looks up, standing like a devil, it's new. That was great. I think somebody's listening to me right now. I think our Swiggies are listening to us and loving this moment. Okay, we're going to finish this. Okay. We're in the bridge. I'm drunk in the back of the car. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, Hits Different. Yeah. She also sings about being drunk and getting thrown in the back of the car. And you can make some ties between Hits Different and Cruel Summer. In fact, we did make ties between Hits Different and Cruel Summer. But I just wanted to mention that. Um, but this this is the part, and this is why I like my theory of first verse is love, second verse is breakup, bridge is dealing with all of that. Okay. And... Because now she's drunk, and she's in the back of the car, and she's crying on her way home from the bar, which is similar to Hits Different, where she's going through a breakup, and she's drunk, and they're throwing her in the back of a car. Um, I cried like a baby coming home from the bar. Whoa. Said, said, I'm fine. But it wasn't true. Like, she's just lying to herself, just like she was in Hits Different. Um I don't okay. want to keep secrets just to keep you. That's this is that part that I think that that I have associated with this entire song is it's cruel that she's had to keep this relationship a secret. And mm-hmm. is she keeping a secret from him how much she likes him because she's afraid if he mm-hmm. knows he won't want to commit? Uh or he wants to keep this relationship a secret? I mean, this is what I get and that's the only yeah. way that she can stay with him? I don't know. I, it's unknown to me. Well, yeah. I mean, I think all the above, perhaps. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's cruel that it's a secret. I think it's cruel that he wants it to be a secret. I think it's cruel that she recognizes for her media personality, she needs to keep it a secret. That's cruel. I think she's she realizes that it's cruel that, that she's falling in love in the first place. It's cruel that she might be cheating on her current partner. Like, it's just all things lead to this being a very cruel idea of a summer. Um, a fantastic lyric is, And I snuck in through the garden gate every night that summer just to seal my this, this whole bridge, basically the spirit of this bridge is she's upset and it's a secret. And ultimately, what is that secret? And she screams it at the end here. For whatever it's worth, I love you. Ain't the worst thing. Ain't that the worst thing you've ever heard? Okay. Which, is... Which is like, yeah, she, she's not ready to admit. That's the worst thing because she doesn't want to be in love with this person. She wishes she wasn't falling for this person. Gosh, I think she's holding back because this guy doesn't want to hear it. Maybe that's yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Maybe that's jo- like like cool Joe who doesn't like, I don't know, I don't know about you, Taylor Swift. Like, I think she's saying. 
Yes. This is a moment when she's like pissed off and she can't handle it anymore. She's like tired and she's just scream. Like, I don't, I, fine. I love you. Isn't that, that's the worst thing you ever heard. I know you don't want to hear it. That's what I, that's kind of what I. Yeah, I no, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. I think it's definitely the worst thing for him to ever hear, but I think it's also like her admitting to herself as well, you know, because yeah. she's clearly struggling with this. And I don't think she's ready to admit that she does love him. But then he looks up grinning like a devil. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, this is an incredible growl. Like, that's your silent part that you were talking yes. about. Yes. The, the music cuts off and she just, like, screams this. Do you know what I'm thinking of immediately? Is mastermind. You okay. knew the entire time. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I kind of this is why I don't think it's a breakup. I think it's Joe, and I think it's like she was holding back and holding back and holding back because she thought that he was going to leave her, and she thought that it was going to be over, and then she finally like breaks into it, and she's like. Fine, for whatever, for what it's worth, I love you. Isn't that the worst thing you've ever heard? Just leave me already, because she just expects him to do that. Mm-hmm. And then he looks up grinning like a devil, because mm-hmm. he knew the entire time, and he drew her in the whole time. And there's there's a common misheard part of the song where it's, he looks... Yeah, I heard it differently. He looks so pretty like a devil. And I actually like that, because the devil implies I shouldn't go there, but the devil is, like, seductive as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it's uh, that contrast that we're getting this whole song. And, and if you didn't have the lyrics written down in front of you, it'd be really hard to know. Is she saying pretty or grinning? But they're yes. both fantastic ways to describe who he was in this moment. If he looks up grinning like a devil, it's like, ooh, you know? Like, as if to say, he's ready to go into it. And that's, the, that's, 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 that's what we get. That's the end of this bridge. Which she and then... We, but- she then repeats it. We get the bridge it. twice. We get the bridge twice. We never get the bridge twice. She ends the song with the same beat, whatever, the same production as the chorus, but singing the bridge lyrics. And we end with, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. Oh. We do. Oh, wow. Wow. I think ultimately, Rachel, you and I, this is so. This has been so fun and fascinating because we we view the song differently, and I think you helped me realize things that I hadn't thought of before, and maybe vice versa. And vice versa. as I mentioned sure. before, like maybe we'll never fully understand this song, but it's such an easy listen, and every every time you listen to it, you're gonna bop along to it, and you can just think about it in a different way. And this this could even be a two-part episode, but we'll leave it at that for now. Sam. Rachel. We've reached the end of our podcast, I think. And I say I'm fine, but it isn't true. (laughs) Rachel, I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you on this podcast. So I better let you know what song we're doing next week. Yes, you better. I'm sad to be leaving our cruel summer era. I'm not going to lie. I know. How do you follow that? Like your favorite song. Well, I'm going to follow it up with. Let's think about this, Rachel. So last episode was Hits Different, which is like definitely a breakup song. Cruel Summer has some breakup energy to it as well. Also, 22, the one before that, also has some breakup energy. I'm going to keep yep. going on this breakup song train. Are you are you okay yes, with that? I'm here for it. But what I'm not going to do is give us a breakup bop. Ooh. The song that I've chosen for next week is Right Where You Left Me. <gasps> oh! Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see that turn. I was worried you were going to say all too well, ten minute version, and I wasn't sure if I was ready for that. <laughs> we need to like have a conversation about how and when we're going to do all too well, ten minute version. Yeah, I, for real. But that's not no, that's not the song. So right, right where, where you, you left me is such a good contrast. To yeah. This. 
Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking. So, that. yeah, sad, sad autumn vibes with that one. But, um, okay. that's gonna I mean, be, that's we'll find out. So, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I hope we don't screw it up in these trying times of podcasting. <laughs> We're not trying. We actually are doing great. In fact, Swiggies, while there are no rules in this podcast heaven, we would love it if you scream for whatever it's worth how much you love us. Because that would not be the worst thing we ever heard. <laughs> so please find us on social media at Swift and Swigs Pod. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, love our content. We do it just for you. So give us the love. Let us know what your cruel summer cocktails ideas would be, especially relating to the lyrics, Devils Roll the Dice, Angels Roll Their Eyes. I really want to play off of that one of these times. Um, I mean, yeah. with all that love, it just might make us look up from our phones grinning like a devil, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I just drank two Blue Long Islands, Rachel, and... Wowee. And somehow nailed it with this podcast episode. Does your foot, does your foot feel better? It's numb. <laughs> okay.